Greetings, ghouls. Okay, so to bring it to a weird tangent in a tangent within a tangent. Skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetters of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. I'm Dan. Returning again. How you guys doing? Wonderful. Nice. So obviously we're back here to finish our masterpiece known as Nature Trail to Hell. And I want to give you a little backstory on this. So my first concert actually was Weird Al Yankovic. That wasn't the show we went to, was it? Yeah, that was my first concert. Was it really? Yeah. At the uh, South Shore Music Circus? Yes. That I was had, an awesome show. I had notes on it, but apparently I was reckless and I just threw... Oh, here they are. Wasn't like the opening act like a stand-up guy? Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> I remember it being kind of funny, but it's like... Eh. That's why sometimes I don't consider it my first concert, because it was more like a... It was a show. Because he puts on a show. That was but, a great show. Yeah, I wish, I wish I remembered more about it. That July 26, 1997. I actually found the fucking set list. Was it 97? I thought it was earlier than that. I mean, according to my drunken research I did last night, that, that's what it says. <laughs> okay. Well, unfortunately, for as big a fan as I was when I was younger, I, I never saw him live. Dude, he put on a great show. It, it's so weird because... So weird. <laughs> but he, he goes ham. And every musician he's with, I mean, they obviously play very well. But he changes outfits, so like he comes out to yeah. I'm fat, and he's doing the fat suit. And it, I was excited because he played the largest ball of twine in Minnesota. Yeah, good, good time. So, uh, what was your first Weird Al album you owned? Um, I want to say it was the Greatest Hits Part Two. Random ass album. It, it was just it was just one that I grabbed. It was the one that like Newbury Comics had. Like it had a bunch of the songs that I liked, and so I just grabbed it. Cool. How about you, Dan? I, I couldn't tell you the first one I owned, but I owned them all. So My first one was definitely in 3D. And, yeah. And Nature Trail to Hell was definitely my favorite track. That and uh, Midnight Star. <laughs> Actually, I have a funny story. When Running With Scissors came out, it says it came out in 1999. Yeah. And it makes me feel like I was a little immature. <laughs> so, so they came out on Tuesday, right? albums yeah usually so this would have been a monday night my girlfriend goes home i stayed up all night excited like i wanted to go to the store first thing in the morning so like i was like drinking coffee and my girlfriend showed back up like before the store opened whenever whatever time that was she's like you didn't sleep at all did you like how could you tell And I'm like, we gotta go. We gotta be the first ones in line. And she's like, because the albums are gonna sell out, you know. Like, like there's gonna be a line. I'm like, of course, there's gonna be a line. (laughs) We go to we go to the store. (laughs) There's like no fanfare. Nothing is like I go grab the CD. I buy it, and we leave. And she's just looking at me like, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. wasn't like the early 90s when they had you know midnight releases and well no this is this is around the same time like i remember going to newberry comics uh the beastie boys album hello nasty came out yeah. they had you know i was waiting in line outside that they're like they're blasting the album you go in and you buy it it was like a party in the parking lot remember when they used to have listening parties yeah like at the middle east and stuff yeah yeah or like for local bands now it just drops on spotify and you just hit play yeah kids will never understand so speaking of kids let's kill a bunch (laughs) as we finish off nature trail to hell all right so since we really have no idea where we're going with this let's start with a curveball ulterior motive ulterior or acting sketchy i wrote i wrote both so we need to show a character having an ulterior motive or acting sketchy I could see groundskeeper Clint being kind of a sketchball. Yeah, we haven't really seen much of him. So let's We haven't. Let's he only comes him. out when when there's when the grass is in trouble. Let's see him in his shed. 
maybe he's caught in the shed doing something or hiding something. Uh, he he could be grinding shears because you know, like like I remember like back in the day, my grandmother like would cut like certain areas of the grass with like you know freaking like clippers, like hand clippers. So I he could be like have a grinding wheel and he's sharpening those. I like it. So we see him in the shed grinding his shears. Camera pans out of the shed and we have Chad Pricksmith and Heidi Quigley walking by and he's talking to her about Henry Rhodes. Because Chad Pricksmith doesn't really have a black eye, but he's, you know, a little little mark from when he, him and Henry duked, duked it out. Yeah. And he's like, what the hell did you ever see in that guy? And this is when we find out that Heidi accidentally has a thing for bad boys accidentally she, accidentally because she doesn't have a thing for bad boys she just always seems to find herself intertwined with bad boys so chad obviously is like oh rat put that information in my back pocket and what's the next event what are we doing uh, so what what time of day is this this is going to be early this is going to be early because we get all this, day this for still killing. early I, fi- I figure tonight is the peak tonight's when like the most of the murders gonna happen that's when the finale is gonna happen so this is this is early. This is once the kids are starting to wake up. Counselors are already up doing their shit. Okay, so they're preparing all right, so for capture the flag. And they okay. they just found the body parts, right? So they went out for like a morning. Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like at some the point, they have, to, they have to, they have to notice that like like Ken and uh, the other kid is <laughs> is missing. Okay, well, so okay let's rewind. Is- well, They're not going to have a casual conversation after they already just found but, body parts. But you could have it while the boat ride's going on. These two are back and they're walking around having a conversation <clears throat> and they see the grass guy. What's his name? Clint. Uh, uh, Clint. Groundskeeper Clint. Willie, right? And that's when they see that. So that that these two things will be happening at the same time. Okay. So then when the kids get back, they're like, oh, the groundskeeper was just sharpening that up like a psycho. Mm, right? Okay. Thank you for reining it back because I'm like, oh my God, this is the next day. And it's like everything's fine again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that, that, the the body parts. Ah, That's that's gone. That's gone. (laughs) They weren't the main, main characters. They were side (laughs) characters. We've moved on. Who cares about them? They didn't even have last names. (laughs) No, they had numbers. It was literally listed as Dave, number one <laughs> scout, and Ken, Dave's tag along friend. Yeah, yes. yes. All right. So all all your stories still happening. Okay. Yeah. And the Boy Scouts are now Ooh. getting back to shore, and they're like, "Check out this!" And everyone's freaked the fuck out, right? Okay. So now we have a problem. So obviously, the first thing that happens, nine one one gets called, and so Sergeant Stroman is he's on his uh, he's on his lunch at the local Chinese food place. We're going to call it China Ruby. China. <laughs> OK, so uh, he gets a call over the over the. Are you like hungry for crab rangoons or something? That it's all part of my character's backstory. Okay. Um, so he gets a call on his radio, says, I've got to go up to the camp. There's uh, apparently they found some body parts. And of course, you know, he puts down his Mai Tai and um, he's drinking on duty. I like it. So, you know, he's the 80s. I mean, I I already established that he had a a bottle of booze in his desk drawer. (laughs) So, so, you know, now he's fancy. So he gets, you know, he gets his shit together and he's, you know, fuck my life. You know, he just, all right, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking go. I don't want to, but fuck i'll go so boom severed head in 3d so he got his head severed um i mean literally he could go to find the scene and they they could find like i mean the kids are chopped up in the canoe so we could use one of the kids heads and he just for some reason picks it up like he's just like oh my god it's like all (laughs) up in your face because you know in the 80s they didn't care about like crime scene protocol and you know disturbing the evidence it's true it's yeah, just true. put your finger remember in pieces 
They put their fingerprints on everything. Oh, they did. Hey, I know you're a suspect. Can you touch that chainsaw with all the blood on it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm going to say that he, you know, he, he shows up to the crime scene and they're like, oh, my God, like our camp mates have been like dismembered. And, you know, oh, just- I got it. I got it. So they don't even know who is in that. So there are four kids missing. The two kids that went in the canoe and then the two kids that went into the woods. And so there's just a big bloody mess. And like, we don't even know who that is. Like everyone's really upset. So he reaches in, picks up the head and goes right into the camera. Do you recognize this guy? (laughs) Oh my God, that's Max. Are you sure it's not Ken? Oh, no, I thought they got burned in the woods. Oh, that's right. They 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 got lit on fire. No, these were just two randos. Randos. Oh, okay. Yes. This is Max, count, this Max is Counselor, This no. is Counselor sixteen and forty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Max, he he knew all his knots. He just got the badge for knots. <laughs> so sad. His next badge was for longevity. Obviously, won't get that one. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. So yeah, you know he, he he picks up the head and you know like you said he puts it right up to the camera and you know excuse me can you can you identify this person you know maybe there was some motives here uh, you know I don't I don't know but which one of you punks wanted this guy dead <laughs> yeah so I think naturally the next call would be to the bus driver to get the kids picked up and shut the count down right yes all right but there's so- gonna be a problem with the bus. We need we need Flo. So Flo shows up. Okay. She's hammered. Okay. See, I would think that there would be a problem with the bus getting I, there. Yeah, because yeah, someone could so, drive the bus. You need the bus to like. No, she's driving up the up the road. Oh. And she okay. drives into a ditch, and it flips over, and yeah, that's Flo for you. Fucking okay, I, Flo. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that like like on the way there was gonna be some sort of mechanical problem. No, oh, no, no, no. This was all human. <laughs> Hey, how many times did you ride the bus to school, Jeremy? Um, not typically because I live too close to whatever school I went to. So at Framingham High, when the bus like came around that turn every single fucking day, it felt like the bus was gonna flip over. So that's flow. Boom! She's all panicked. She's hammered. So like maybe even shows her like getting the call. And she's just like in a big cloud of smoke. You see her partner next to her, like, "Hey, Flo, the your phone's ringing. Answer your phone, Flo. Hey, I hear the phone ringing. I'm hitting the phone." <laughs> she, what do you want? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'll be right there. <laughs> she gets in the bus, crashes in the ditch on the way. She never makes it. So they're waiting for the bus to arrive to pick up the kids, but it's never going to arrive. Flo is presumed dead, but she's not. Stick a pin in that. So Flo lives, potentially. Potentially, but I mean, what kind of life is it anywhere? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, the next thing that's going to happen is the cop is going to call for backup. Yeah, so basically where where I was going with this was... You know, he he's going back to his car. His car is parked near, you know, the the entrance to the camp. Oh, so he doesn't he doesn't have the radio on his thing yet because it's the 80s. It is, right. Nice. Yes, I like this. Okay, because I was thinking this was going to be a plot hole. Yeah. So, no, he's (laughs) so he's he's going back to his cruiser and, uh, you know, he's all right. You know, we're going to need some uh, backup here. You know, we got some dead kids. Could be El Diablo. Oh. I don't know why I called him El Diablo, but... Well, you can't call him The Diablo. That would sound stupid. (laughs) So as he's in the middle of his distress call, someone pops up from the back seat. Well, is he in the middle or has he not got to the distress call? No, he's in the middle of his distress call. No, let's not have him call at all. Let's not have him call at all? Because if he calls it in, someone has to naturally check on him. Oh, that's true. Okay, so... So maybe like he's just picking up the like the CB radio or whatever. Or, or he's just sitting down and he's decompressing for a second. He's just like, holy fuck. I knew this was a bad idea. Takes out his flask. I just I just want to I just wanted to be sitting at takes my, a fucking sip. 
to just a little flat thing on the flask again, and then dude creeps yeah, up. Yeah, so, you know, like I, I I should be at my fucking at the bar right now. I should be drinking my mai tai. You know, I don't want to deal with any of these fucking kids. I don't want to deal with any of these fucking like any of this. And then as he's getting ready to, like you said, he's going to make the call from the back seat. Instead of not not like your typical like hatchet to the back of the head, I'm going to go. He's going to come around the front, slice at the throat. Nice. Ooh, nice little twist. I like it. So you killed one of your own characters. I did. Officer Strowman down. Nice. Well, he, oh, Officer down. I like it. It had to happen because honestly wasn't expecting police this early in the story, even though we're <laughs> but like naturally, <laughs> you know, when you find bodies, you, you call the authorities. Now people are starting to pen. All the children are freaked out. We have Cosgrove trying to keep everyone calm. Stan Flynn is obviously doing a goofy job trying to help him. Also calming people down. You know, the other counselors are they're all doing their best because everyone is freaking out. And we're wondering how long do we have to wait? What's going on? Who's the killer? Why are people dead? Can we put Humpty Dumpty back together again? I'm going to say no. Probably not happening. <laughs> not with uh, scout number, would you say, 43 and 24? <laughs> yeah, they're gone. Yeah, no, they, you can't Frankenstein those fuckers. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm going to say that, you know, Humpty Dumpty. Um, we're going to, Kate, we're, we're going to say that she's probably pretty, pretty distressed about what's happening. <laughs> and of course, Stan being, you know, the the great junior boxing champion that he was, he's going to defend her and he's going to be like, you know what? It's all good. I'm going to protect you. No one's going to like hurt anybody else. Oh, I'm going to protect the camp. That's his train of thought. Yes. And also out of nowhere, Henry Rhodes shows up on his <laughs> motorcycle and everyone is very surprised to see him. And obviously right away, he gets accused of being the killer. He gets in a little bit of a scuffle with Chad Pricksmith. There's a lot of arguing going on. And at this point, our friends, Billy Briggs and Ray Hudson, decide, fuck this. If we're going to die, going to die happy. So let's steal a boat and go to the cheerleader camp because that sounds way better than this. <laughs> So their first thought is to steal the motorboat. Why not? It may be the loudest, but it'll be the fastest. They get in the boat. Well, they don't have the fucking key. So they go to try maybe a paddle boat. There's a leak in the boat. Ooh, there we ah, go. Ah, there's a leak ah, in the I boat. I like that. Okay, because they have to take the nature trail to hell. Exactly. Or else, why is the name of the movie Nature Trail to Hell? Okay, so our boys are going to take the nature trail to hell. Because they're figuring the killer is amongst the group and fuck that they want to get let's, away from the group let's leave like i know you're not the killer i'm not the killer let's bounce so they set off on their own uh, i guess we need a curveball <laughs> a 3d move you know that you know when you're walking in the woods and you're like on a, like a little trail it's like not an actual trail and you're like pushing the the sticks back see and i was thinking something like that you know, um, you know, you so, know, so you push the sticks back, but the, the person behind you gets hit with a stick because, you oh, I'm sorry, dude. I thought you like there's that. But also I was thinking like, you know, like one of them, how many how many are on this? Is it two of them that, that's going on? The it's nature just, two, it's just, two, two. just two kids. Okay. So like one we of killed them... off too many Cub Scouts. <laughs> so so, you know, one of them is, you know, is walking backwards. They're they're excited about, you know, going to oh, cheer, so gross. cheerleader camp. And I just ate a bunch of cheese whiz in, in case y'all wonder what was so gross. Uh, so, so yeah, you know, he's excited. He's like, oh, we're going to, you know, let's get away from this shit. We're going to go to cheerleader camp. He turns around and, you know, it's probably some dead trees. And there's a branch that like, you know, it's like right in his face, like almost like punctures his eye kind of thing what about that. So you took my tree branch and turned it into a tree branch. <laughs> yeah. But instead of well, hitting him in the face. Dramatic. I know, it's, like it's instead of pretty, just like pretty. smacking him in the face, like you know, fucking slapstick comedy, it almost punctured his eye. Okay, yeah, I see that. How about, how about that? Well, we could do. How about both of them? Ooh, it's a three D movie. We need a bunch of gimmicks in order to like three D cameras are expensive. That's probably like half of the budget of this movie. <laughs> That's true. Half of the budget went to the three D effects. 
25% went to Weird Al to get his song and for him to show up as the, the camp like the lunch, lunch late. That would definitely cost you big. We're, we're running out of like corn syrup is fairly expensive because we're going to be using so, a lot so, of it. So by the time the last person dies, it's just going to be a ketchup bottle in between his like armpit. <laughs> ah, it got me. Okay, so our friends are taking the nature trail to hell. We're back at the camp. People are freaking out, and everyone's pointing fingers to each other, obviously, mostly at Henry Rhodes, who just rode in on his silver steed. At this point of the movie, though, it's usually where a couple decides it's a safe time to have sex, right? Or we pass that point. Yeah, no, 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 no. Because I, I feel like... There. No, I no, no. Like Not that... in my movie. We're doing I feel it. Like, I feel like Henry Rhodes riding in, and, and maybe Missy is taking a liking to him. Ooh. And they they decide to sneak off somewhere, right? Because everyone's safe. The cops calling in for backup. They assume yeah. no one knows the cop is dead. So right, everyone right. thinks safety is coming, right? So Henry Rhodes just talked Misty into going into that cabin over there that's not being used right now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe Heidi slapped him. She's like, "How dare you come here?" She's so <laughs> mad. Chad takes that as a "I'll protect you, Heidi." You know, kind of brings her off to yeah, the side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And then Misty's like. Oh, oh, are you okay? So Misty and Henry are uh, they're sneaking off, and unfortunately, the killer is in that cabin, just waiting, watching somewhere. Well, well, yeah, he watches for a little, for a little bit because it's the eighties, and let him finish have, the act. You have to have some nudity, or else it didn't matter. So, so then he comes out and he kills the two of them. So he goes to town. Just the two of them are done for. Now, does he kill them together while they're fucking, or does he wait till oh, yeah. they're done? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. It's mid. It's mid. He oh. waits Have you seen an 80s killer? El Diablo? More like cock blocker. Yeah. Well, he lets them start. And then he goes. So they're uh, gone. <laughs> All right. So Henry Rhodes is dead. Yeah. Sorry. R.I.P. Henry. One of my characters is dead. Yeah. And his Unceremoniously. Oh, <laughs> gratuitous nudity. There you go. Oh, so do I have to add gratuitous nudity to that, or, or does so, that count? So, all right. So the sex scene that's actually plot driven because they. I, oh, okay. All right. It's got to be can... gratuitous. So, all right. So that that scene ends. They're dead. The next scene we have. I'm gonna say, two what about counselors? I was about what about showing each other their tits? I don't know. But what about what about Stan and Kate? Like you know, they're you know they're still kind of like kind of shaking up, the, and they're just talking about like, oh, I can't believe like this happened. Like you know, what if it's one of us? What if it's this? What if it's it's that? not me? Look at these boobs. Do they look like murderers <laughs> to you? <laughs> I, mean, I don't get where you're going with this. Well, I mean, it could turn into like this whole like an, another one of those scenes where it's just like oh. You know, it's okay. Nobody's gonna get to you. Blah blah blah. And then, like you know, they have their little fuck session, I guess. Okay, I like this. This is a sexy part of the movie. <laughs> I mean, this although kinda... I was, although I was picturing, I was picturing your stand more like one of like the Revenge of the Nerds guys. So no, it, I, it, it I, wasn't seeming that like it would be that no, sexy. Yeah, no, I'm gonna say he's 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 more. I'm gonna say like kind of like Dan's build, tall. You know, you know. Beefy guy, kind of nerdy, glasses. Ah, Dan's a nerd. No, no, but no. I mean, my 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 character is 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 just a bit of a he's a, a, you know could be a math nerd type type guy too. Um, a math nerd. He's that's he, this guy's all type of nerd. He's all over the place. Okay, so while they're having their set, oh oh, what song are they listening to? Because you know. If he's a math nerd, you know, he's got his playlist. It, oh, no, it's not a playlist. What would it be? It would be like a mixtape he puts in, probably titled, I Hope I'll Have Sex One Day. He puts it in. What's the number one song on that on that fuck list? Oh, like Endless Love or something? I'm just going to put in 80 sex songs into Spotify and see what the first thing <laughs> that comes up. Sexy 80s. Here we go. For BG, staying alive. Need you tonight. Ooh. In excess by in excess. Okay. okay, so you know what? I I, I gotta give it to you, uh, Stan. 
It's not as nerdy as I was expecting. Although, <laughs> I don't know who made this sexy 80s playlist because George Michael father figure was <laughs> on there. And the next song is Money for Nothing. <laughs> oh, oh, followed by Africa by Toto. I mean, that, what? <laughs> how's that sexy? <laughs> anyway, Need You Tonight worked for, for our, our stupid thing. All right, so they're getting their fuck on. And we go back to the boys in the woods. And obviously, they're scared. It's starting it to get dark. They don't even know really where they're going. I mean, obviously, they're following this trail blindly. But no worries, because Ray is prepared. Wow. All right. He's got a little headlamp, as most cool kids do. He's so- got a map, because not only did he want to know the geography of the region, he also had a few geocaches that he wanted to pick up and he thought would be fun while he was vacationing. Geocaching was a thing back then. GPS, when did GPS come out? Well, I mean, it's been a thing in the military for decades. Okay, because I, I know my friend Q, like before there was an app for geocaching, like you would literally have just the coordinates and you know you would have to have the GPS like thing, and you you know you would like go find it. He, and he did that with his dad. I mean, I want to say I got my first Tom Tom like I don't know twenty ish years ago. Okay, that's still not the fucking eighties. That's I still two thousand and two. I'm I'm just saying like that like they probably had like fucking like shitty GPS things back then. Okay, so my geocaching joke may not work for the eighties, but anyway, like fucking nerds got a map. He's got a headlamp. He's got a compass. No need he to worry. He knows how to find coordinates. He and knows. Billy, and Billy Briggs says, well, I'm also prepared. He opens his bag, and he's got snacks. He's got a Walkman, and he's, like, makeshifted the Walkman, so it's, like, little speakers. You ever do that? Like, way back in the day before they had, like, the actual speakers you could just plug into the Walkman? Yeah. So he, he makeshifted <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. So it is, like, speakers, so they can, like, jam out. And he's got a Playboy he stole from his dad. Is it a Billy Cheryl, Briggs? Is it a Cheryl Teague's Playboy? Um, I, I don't know. It, depending on what year we pick, we'll we'll pick the best one out of that. We should like put that on Twitter. What is your favorite early eighties Playboy? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you you know what popped out the other day that I didn't realize like that that she actually did Playboy was fucking Vanna White. Really? Yeah. Huh. You know what I found out today? Linnea Quigley was in Leg Show magazine, and she was also in some hardcore stuff, which is not readily available. No, she... See, you learn things when you tune into Fans of the Dead podcast. I don't know either of those facts that you both <laughs> spit at me, and I'm impressed. Has come to us often for the, <laughs> the info that you need to live. I mean, my mind was blown <laughs> earlier today. All I can say, I, I went in a deep dive into research and I was just like, whoa, am I preparing too much for this episode or am I going off on a tangent? <laughs> okay. So, so where, where are we? Like the kids are going down the, down the, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so the kids were starting to get nervous, but they're, they're both, you know, they're prepared to hang out. And they're having fun. They're like, they're lost in the woods, kind of. But they're not yeah. really lost. They're going on this trail, but they don't know where they are. All right. So I think groundskeeper Clint, after a long day of keeping the grounds, you know, he's... he's. I'm pretty outside. sure he stopped cleaning the grounds once kids show up dead. Right. But I'm just saying, but, you know, he still has to work. You know, he's, does he? he's there. He does. I don't know. If, if, groundskeepers if always work. work. And kids showed up dead. I might be like, you know what? I think I'm taking a day. I think I'm just gonna chill. <laughs> the eighties, and they didn't always do that. So, but anyway, he's outside his shed. Maybe he's decompressing, and he's just like, "What the fuck?" Like, you know, I just, I just want to cut the grass. What is the meaning of life? <laughs> you know, he's he's got his Budweiser over here. You know, he's contemplating things and i think this is a good spot for him to meet his demise nice you know what would be a great way for him to go with his shears i was about to say sharpened shears i'm gonna say yeah so diablo grabs his sharpened shears 
And uh, I'm going to say he goes up from, I don't know, so we've already had a from behind kill, like uh, maybe the side of the head. Shears, right shears, shears, shears to the temple kind of thing. Right in the or eyes. Maybe, or in the eyes, yes, exactly. I was just thinking that Ooh. too. And just like snap like the bone that's like there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, that was done in Friday part five, wasn't it? Yeah, goes, that's true. Well, those are lop- those are like loppers. These are just kind of shears, I guess. Whatever. Do it right. In- oh, how about they're closed right in the throat, then open them. Ooh, there you go. That's cool. That's even that's even harder to do. Okay, so that's Done. what we do. That's what we do. Okay, so the next one is one of my characters. Hashtag R.I.P. Uh, very hard to kill off one of my characters because I care about them all so much. So Chad Pricksmith. I mean, the prick has to die. Gotta go. Okay, so where where was he? He was... Uh... Uh, Chad Pricksmith, though. Oh, he was trying to get with Heidi. Heidi's not having it. She's very upset. So she storms off leaves him in a sexual frustrated rage and he's in the the mess hall he's got a hidden six pack because he's he's chad pricksmith he's also a fucking loser and only brings a six pack so he grabs a beer it's uh what's he drinking it's got to be something something i don't like chad pricksmith drink miller high life he's drinking a miller high life he he you know how he opens the top it's a twist off, but you know what he does? Slams it against the counter anyway, like it's a yeah. pop top because he's a prick. He doesn't even do the twist off, takes two seconds to do. No, he's going to be dramatic. He pops the top and he starts drinking it. And then comes in the killer. And as he's chugging the beer, slams it down his throat. And he's just like, ah, like he's deep throat in the bottle. Only like the bottom of the bottle is, is shown. And you can see the level of the beer going down as Ooh. he's choking on it. Like, <laughs> and then punched in the throat and you can hear the bottle break <laughs> and blood just coming out of his throat. And he's just like, <laughs> falls over dead. He had such a strong name. I'm sorry to see him go. I really uh, hope he lived. I hope he lives. Honestly, like in, in any video games going forward where I have to create a character, his name might be Chad Bricksmith. <laughs> Good call. Good call there. Because that is amazing. Much better than your name. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Chad Bricksmith is better than all of our names. Selected in the first round of the 2023 Madden Draft, Chad Pricksmith. <laughs> I could totally, like, I would definitely draft him in my fantasy team. <laughs> I'm actually thinking about changing my name now to Dan Pricksmith. Not quite as strong as Chad, but I'll go with it. We need to start thinking about our final girl here. Yes. Okay. So I'm just, I mean, who, we who have we candidates. Have, really, who do we have left? All we got is Kate and Heidi. Kate yeah, and Kate, Heidi. Kate and Heidi. Okay. I mean, I think it's gonna be Heidi, but we'll see. I guess it doesn't have to. <laughs> okay, so let's flash back to the boys going through the woods. And I mean, it could they, be Flo. They it's not Flo, even though she, she's not dead. <laughs> it would it, I, I think it's gonna be fun to have Flo maybe in like a post credit scene. It, where it, she like it, stumbles yeah. out of the bus and it, she, it looks, she finds like a fireball and she's like, yeah. Wait. Let's also circle back here. Like, what, what, what's, what's, what's Scout Leader Cosgrove doing? Like during all of this, like, what's he doing? Oh, he was trying to calm everyone down. Okay, but that's that was a while ago. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do you want to go to him right now? I'm just trying to think of what 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 should what should he be doing after right, calming fine. everybody Tell us down. what he's doing. I would love to once I figure out what's he what he's well, you doing. Shouldn't have fucking brought it up if you didn't know. He's trying to calm everyone down, and we hear thunder, clouds are rolling in, and he's like, "Okay, everyone, we need to go into the mess hall because there's no real structure there. Right, I mean, all you can't go into your fucking tents. So every everyone's like crowded in the mess hall." And he, he's like, okay, so what do we do? Let's all uh, sing Kumbaya, which is met with a bunch of So instead they sing like Sublime. Or Sublime. Which hasn't come out yet. It would be amazing. Like you have a, long, a young Bradley 
as a Cub Scout. He's like, I've got a cool <laughs> song it's called Bad Fish, bitches. You ever tried heroin? At this point in the movie, though, Daryl is still alive. And Daryl's the type of character that's not going to stand for this oh, that, murder uh, out there. Oh, that's oh right. no, like, no, Jane, no, no. The, the, the range guy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Our, the gun nut. Uh, let's go Brandon guy. So he's not going to put up with us. So he's going to go out there and try to hunt this guy and maybe take some of these people to go find him with him, right? I mean, yeah. So, oh, great call. So, yeah. So we so, have him and the bullies. I feel like the four of them would go out. Oh, that's right. What, what the hell is happening with Bones and Jonathan Spike? <laughs> we, we didn't kill any of them yet, right? No, no, no. So I think this is a perfect opportunity for the four of them to go and they're going to take charge and find this guy and kill him. Right. right? Okay. So they're going to be the ones that man up. So we have Kumbaya coming and then we have uh, Daryl and he's like, this is bullshit. Yep. We're just sitting ducks here. We need to do something. Let's go. And exactly. the only people that are with him are the bullies. Yeah. So basically he just leaves with, with like three 15 year olds and, and some yes. guns. Yes. But I also feel like so it's a bunch he... of fucking assholes and guns going through the woods. But, but what's their chain of thought? Are, are they going to go around the nature trail to hell? Which I think is the, the way that it should go. Well, yeah. right? They're okay. like, Oh, well, obviously the urban legend is the loner's uh, cabin. Let's go there. That's the first place to look. So they grab they grab a bunch of weapons and they start heading in that direction. And now we flash to our Cub Scouts and they hear thunder and they just come across this cabin in the woods. And they're like, well, okay, so one, scary, because this is probably the cabin we heard the scary story about. But two, I don't want to get struck by lightning. Let's take our chances with the abandoned cabin and they go into the cabin to, to hang out for a while which sets up a great you know conflict for you know soon uh so who do i have left uh so <laughs> <laughs> who's not dead i i mean so all right well so i mean we still we have we have stan and stan and kate so they're done doing what they're having their moment so wow you you really skirt around these situations they're done <laughs> doing what they were do so they're done fucking so did he get it in they do it like I, no good for him <laughs> nice i wouldn't put him as like that kind of like nerd who's just like i don't know where to put it like like not that kind of nerd i mean how do you not know where to put it? <laughs> i mean i've heard stories so so maybe maybe they're you know laying down like they're in like their tent, like in their sleeping bags and wondering if it like, maybe, maybe she should get up. It's like, Oh, you know, I got to go pee. Like one of those situations. 3d move. Well, he pees. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Well, I was having her get up and go pee. Even better. <laughs> so I was going to say like, you know, maybe she we like, she a, did we get a piss stream 3d. <laughs> Can we do that? So I, mean, I was technically we could do whatever we want. So I was you know, I, weird. So I was I was thinking, you know, she's like, oh, you know, like I gotta go pee. So she leaves the tent to go do whatever it is that she needs to do. And then like maybe this is where you know Stan meets meets his end, or maybe she meets her end. I don't know. I'm trying to think of how how that would go. Let's see. I need a cool tent kill. Okay, so who's in the tent still? She's going to so pee. Dan, so Stan is still in the tent. Okay, so maybe one of the tent poles comes up and he gets impaled with it. And we see that in 3D. Isn't that like pretty bendy though? Like, I, I don't know. I feel like that wouldn't do the job. This is the, this is the, the 80s. It was built they're, better they're, the 80s. They're, they're, not, they're not like those like twisty ones with like the wire and stuff. Like that's, that's new. Like okay. these are like legit poles that you, that came in a big giant clunky bag. Okay. Yeah. I'm so, thinking. So I'm yeah. Thinking the so like, he gets okay. impaled, and then we see the overshot, and obviously Kate is going to come to find his dead body, and unfortunately she's going to probably run scared into the woods, panicking. Yes. That's usually doesn't end well for panicky people. 
She's probably going to run almost back to safety and get dragged into the woods. So, okay. I mean, so, I mean, they're, I'm going to, I'm, I'm trying to think. Jeremy like doesn't want her to die. So I'm just trying to think of like how like the, the tents were set up. Is this like set up in like in a, like in a field? Like, are they near like cabins? Right, so what I what I imagine is is probably one big field where most of the Cub Scouts were, but then there's probably going to be other sections where other people's tents were set up, because obviously you're not going to have a fuck tent next to the Cub Scouts. Sure. Like if you're going to try to make it, you're going to put your tent way the fuck out. Okay, so, so that's she's probably, probably where his tent was. Right. So he, you know, so I'm going to say that she's probably running, you know, towards you know, like the main cabin or the mess hall or wherever, you know, scout leader Cosgrove has, you know, the, the, the Cub Scouts, you know, rallied together and safe. But does she make it? So maybe it's one of those things where, you know, she's she's running and then, you know, from behind a tree, the hatchet swings out. And... Oh, see that bloody hatchet coming right for you. There's another 3D move. Oh, there you go. Yeah, 3D comes comes right out. I was going to say, like, gets her at the throat, decapitates her head. No, she hears like a a little, you know, stick crack noise. She turns around and there's that bloody hatchet. Boom, catches her right between the fucking eyes. And she does the Iego move, you know, it's like, (laughs) and then falls over. Yep. There you go. Love it. Perfect. Nice. Okay. Random ass character that serves no purpose except to get killed. All right. Well, how about how I mean about... we gotta I mean we gotta kill off Weird Al, right? Oh, okay. Oh Weird Al has to die in a great way. Perfect. Okay, so so yeah, so she was on her way back to the mess hall. She was almost all the way back there. And we have Weird Al. He's he's probably preparing some kind of dinners because everyone's there now. And even if it wasn't dinner time per se we got to move it along. He's got to do something to keep everyone calm. So he's, he's slaving in the, the little, it's like a food truck, almost trailer behind the mess hall that has like a propane tank. And Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. So what are we going to do to weird Al? How are we going to kill him? Well, you mentioned the propane tank. So I figured that has to come into play. So yes. I, don't know I mean, there's got to be an explosion, but I think he needs to die horribly first. Well, no, I'm thinking the explosion and his death is one. Almost like the killer like takes the propane tank and jams it in him, and then oh, oh and he blows up fat like in the yes, fat yes, yes, yes. <laughs> hey, I'm, fat. My I'm fat. I'm fat. He's, he's and the, 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 the killer strikes a match and explodes. Nice, because science. Yes, <laughs> science. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so that that worked. All right, so now we go back to the uh, the shack, the uh, the the loner's shack, El Diablo's shacko, and we have our two Cub Scouts sitting on the floor, flipping through an old Playboy while they're eating Doritos, you know, by headlamp flashlight. And uh, we also have the hunters coming closer to the cabin. Now, how the hell is this conflict going to work? Because I don't think the hunters, sh- I mean, maybe they, they got to make it to the cabin. There's going to be some kind of conflict, but obviously they can't kill the kids. How, do, how does that work? Do they get picked off before they get there? These are just random hunters. No, this is oh, no, this is uh, Daryl Herring. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, the four, the four, the MAGA, the, the, Spike the, the, Bones the and Jonathan. Okay, okay. I almost feel like those four should almost kill themselves because they're so sure about things. It should almost oh, be okay. Should, okay, so Spike, you know what I mean? Spike and Bones can go out that way, but I, I feel like Jonathan and Daryl have to make it toward to, to pretty much almost the end. Okay. Just because Jonathan's not expected to. And you don't know who the killer is. So, I mean, right. Jonathan is a, a suspect. Daryl is obviously a suspect. But, uh, yeah, okay. Spike, Spike and Bones, yeah, they maybe they kill each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, not even on purpose, but... Like, one, one, of them goes, one of them goes to take a piss, and they kind of get, like, left behind a little bit. Jonathan and Daryl, they keep going towards the, the cabin, 
they see the cabin and let, let's say bones who has fallen way way far behind he starts running up to catch up and spike he, he gets a little paranoid he turns around and just fucking shoots the guy yeah yeah because daryl is giving them both guns yes that's yeah. daryl we should all have guns in this country yeah so spike hey, you know what bones. guy with guns <laughs> That's gonna that's gonna be a phrase in this movie. Good guy with guns. Stop everything. <laughs> okay, so Spike and Bones is up killing each other essentially. Yeah. Yeah, so they have a little shootout. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I like, yeah, oh my god. Like uh, yeah, so he's so he, the dude's running up on him. The other guy starts shooting at him, and the other guys get shot. So he just starts shooting back like randomly firing. Yeah, I guess, or, or that, you know, that could they're, be another three D move right there. I mean, if it's if it's, I mean, it's dark at this point, right? Oh yeah, it's nighttime. Yeah, so, so I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're you know they're both like got their guns drawn and like they bump into each other and they just turn around and just like shoot each other in the head. That works. Spike and yeah, bones. I'm, I'm going with it. Just because they're dumb, stupid bullies. All right, so so just so I can check in here, at this point in the movie, according to my list. I have Heidi, Billy Briggs, Daryl, Cosgrove, Jonathan, and Ray Hudson still alive. Am I missing anyone? Cosgrove's still alive. He's he's keeping he's keeping the uh, the majority of the campers safe. That being said, let's rewind a second because we may get dark as fuck right here. So that propane tank, how big was that propane tank? I mean, it's it's did it blow up the whole fucking mess hall? Yeah, yes, everybody it, fucking died. In the <laughs> mess hall, it killed everybody you wanted to kill. So Cosgrove is dead. Cosgrove dead. <laughs> See, yeah. okay, all so those kids are dead because of fat weird Al. Yep. I like I like it. We needed to know this a little bit. I love I love how in my head it went from normal food truck <laughs> to a trailer with a huge propane tank now. Oh, it was a hundred gallon tank. Oh, it was giant. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah, it was imagine a big tank and that's and then all the firecrackers that uh that Daryl had stashed from yeah, you know, yep, under the border. They're yep, like, oh yep, god, yep. those weren't firecrackers. Those were uh, those were dynamite sticks. Okay, so now we have Jonathan and Daryl kind of panicked now because two two of their friends just kind of shot each other. But Daryl, being the you know gunsmith guns gun, gunsmith gunsmith he is, he did take their weapons from their bodies. Smart. Yeah, of course. You can't just leave a weapon there yeah. for for you know the bad guy. So they make it to the cabin where our friends are just hanging out and looking at blank nude lady. We will <laughs> fill in the blank when we figure out which which uh, Playboy uh, we're looking at. So uh, this was from 1984. So let, let, let's just look really quickly. I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> Of course you are, you pervert. Wow. All right. So our friends are looking at Bo Derek's Bobos. And <laughs> up comes Daryl and Jonathan. They see flashlight from the cabin. Because obviously the boys are using flashlights. And uh, do they just open fire? Well, yeah, naturally. That's yeah, what obviously. they would do. Like, yeah, like, well, obviously the killer's in there. Yeah, he- you have a gun. You just fire it. Yeah, they just fire. They just fire randomly. And uh, obviously our boys are scared to death, so they hide. Uh, I mean, there's probably not much to hide behind, but luckily they get missed by every single bullet. You do. And yeah. then the real killer emerges from the woods with his hatchet and lops off Jonathan's arm, the one holding the gun. Ooh. So you just you see the so gun. there's a gun, a hand holding a gun on the ground. Yeah, hand, hand holding the gun. Just like, and, let's, put a, uh, let's, put a, let's, let's, let's put a pin in that for later. I'd like to hear him scream. And then maybe get the hatchet in his mouth. Daryl okay. returns fire. The killer flees. And our friends run further into the woods. 
because obviously they're they're terrified. They're, they're they're scared. Yes. So now there's a huge explosion that that happened. They probably they probably hear this, and there's flames. Now the rain starts coming down. There's the thunder. I mentioned it earlier in the flashback scene that opened the movie that, you know, lightning strikes a tree and there's, there's, you know, there's lots of fire going on. So the whole force is burning down. Yeah. So I think that our friends decide to try to return to camp to save the day. Because like you said, what do, what do Cub Scouts do? They save animals, right? Sure. Always <laughs> prepared. Oh, you're always prepared. So you got to go. Be, be prepared. prepared. Whatever the thing is. You just held up four fingers. That's not what. It, no, no, no. It's this. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's it. That's, that's it. totally different. It's two in the pink, one in the stink. Ah, right? yeah. yes. That's right. Isn't, wasn't that what it was? That's exactly Honestly, I, I don't. Two. I think it was three there fingers up. All right, so okay. so what are we trying to figure out now? <laughs> okay, so in in my head earlier, I had before all the shit went down, another gratuitous nudity thing. Maybe had the two Cub Scouts stumble upon a couple with a boat on the side of the lake. You know, they're just like having a little picnic or whatever. Like a you random know, get, couple? Get, get, yeah, just a random couple just like chilling on the lake. It's a fucking huge lake. There's going to be lots of people. So they're just trying to get their fuck on. And then our friends, you know, see him and like, ooh, <laughs> and then the dude sees him. He's like, get the fuck out of here. And then, you know, scares them off. So let's pretend that happened because it's that's important. So now we go back and they're sleeping and our friends steal their fucking boat and head back to the camp because that's a quick way to get them back to the camp. Yeah. And exposition and all, you know. So they're back to the camp. All hell has broken loose. Almost everyone is dead. The only people alive are Daryl, Billy Briggs, Ray Hudson, Heidi Quigley, Flo, but she doesn't matter because she's not going to be showing up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So oh, that's the same four I got alive. Well, so, yeah. they like pretty much crash up on shore, like in tremendous fashion like up onto the beach like it's very dramatic it's awesome they're freaked out like if it was like a normal day they'd probably high five after but they're like pissing their pants you know they jump off the boat and and they they find heidi she's freaking out and then daryl comes from like like off the trail and you know of course he's like covered in blood and he's got his guns and shit and then from like the other side, someone dressed in all black. El Diablo. At this point, though, it's we have to decide who who is going to survive this ordeal. I feel like it's Heidi and Billy Briggs. Maybe. Because Daryl does not survive this. I feel like Daryl might be dying right now. So the killer comes out. You know, he's all in all black and he's just kind of he runs up on him, arms out and shit like, mm. of course, Daryl just pulls out a gun, blam, kills the motherfucker. Oh, look at me. I'm the hero. Daryl. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's the hero. So everyone is rejoicing and it's like, oh, my God, you saved us. Now we need to find a way to get help. Blah, 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 blah. Obviously, Daryl. He goes to the fucking killer. He wants to unmask him, gets down, pulls the mask up, and it's Chad Pricksmith. What? But Chad Pricksmith what a is prick. Ga- he's gagged, and dude's just like, what? Boom! Hatchet in the back of the fucking head. Heidi fucking kills Daryl. This so is was- a twist on top of a twist. I don't even know what way left is anymore. What's going on? <laughs> and she turns to the kid and said, "Everything's gonna be all right," or, or something cooler than that. So, so our killer lives. Uh, I think it should end right there. 
Well, the killer has to live. Any slasher. Okay, okay, so all right, so we're going. I mean, the two kids aren't going to kill her. That's true. What did you leave Billy Briggs? Oh, with him, did he die? It's Billy and and Ray, and no, they they don't. Well, I mean, they probably die. It's implied that they might, but no, they don't. They don't die. We just find out she's the killer, and it just ends. So there's a part two. Obviously, there's a part two. It says that part two. You uh, you'll never see hideous effects like these again till we bring to you Nature Hill to Nature Trail to Hell Part Two. Fair. So obviously, she's mad about her father selling the camp to the developers, which I alluded to earlier. She's the good girl. I wanted her to seem like the final girl. And the best part about this, so you see the killer, right? And he's just like a normal guy, you know, and she's probably like 5'2". So it doesn't make sense that she's the killer. Like scream, most of the screams that have female killers. It's like this big hulking guy. And then it's like, wait, Emma Roberts? She's 5'1". You know, it's like, (laughs) how is that? What? I'm okay with you putting, twisting this and putting it on his head and making a... Heidi the killer that's okay I, I like that because you know I think Samara Weaving would make a great killer so how old is this legend what old. Do you mean? Like, like this urban legend oh it's probably it's one of those stories that may or may probably didn't even happen but it's like one of those stories that they probably tell all the new kids every year it's a tale as old as time. Yeah, like there's a cabin in the woods. <laughs> of course, it's an abandoned cabin in the woods. It's a huge lake. There's probably multiple abandoned cabins. Okay. This movie's all over the place. <laughs> it's very all over the place. But I feel like if we did rein it in, I think it could be pretty fucking entertaining. We're, we're, sending, like we're, we're, we're sending this to Weird Al and be like, we're making a movie about your song. Please fund it. <laughs> you could be the cook. <laughs> we'll, 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 the cook. we'll let you be the cook. And then you get cooked. I think it's pretty solid. I I, I, I agree. I think I think we I think we have something here. Yeah, Coming this Christmas to a theater near you. <laughs> I feel like we could do like a, a dumbed down version for like a YouTube video. Oh, like do a couple of the kills or something? Yeah. Uh, one scene I would like to do for the YouTube is uh, the gratuitous shower scene. So if any <laughs> actresses out there hoping to make it big, open auditions for the gratuitous nudity <laughs> shower scene. Send your be- applications to Doug Shapiro. <laughs> a lot more people liked this shit than normal because you said weird al right yeah sd says i vividly remember watching who's fat on mtv jess decay says i love nature trail and was so hoping he was gonna do it at his last concert no dice wdrp tv al is a huge influence on wdrp tv Oh, that's right. I saw that one. I just got a bunch of likes. Dan, obviously, thank you for coming on. We have to have you on a more normal episode. We'd love to come on anytime. This has been a great, great time. And a blast. Yeah, so you can check us out on Instagram, uh, Fans of the Dead podcast, Facebook, Fans of the Dead. Check out our website, get a t-shirt, listen to our episodes. Ooh, ooh, speaking of swag. Swag. I thought maybe it would be fun to give away some hats. Yeah. So I, I got some hats. Dan, obviously one's coming nice. your way. Oh, sweet. But we got another one coming. See, Jesus he yells cut. at me every time I wear the freaking hat because apparently I only wear it with a green shirt. and It, looks it like looks, a- red looks stupid with green unless it's Christmas, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> I mean, dude. You wear it with matching shit. Well, I'm sorry. It's an accessory. So custom hats coming at you. And I, I, I don't know. How the fuck do we give one away? You want one? Reach out. Fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com. First one that says I want a hat, you get a hat. Boom. 
We'll have to do some sort of like either like trivia thing or no, we'll do that next next month. Let's give away okay. a hoodie. Okay. That works. At Fans of the Dead One on Twitter. Follow us there. YouTube, check us out. We got a lot of fucking cool shit up there, a lot of recipes. Follow, subscribe. I don't know, whatever the hell the thing is. You know, hit the hearts, hit the thumbs ups. Whatever you gotta hit, that's a good thing. Hit them up. Go to iTunes. Five stars, give us a review that has like a comment because that like makes a difference. Because now that we switch platforms, we've lost all of our old feedback. So it's like we're starting over again. So, uh, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing it literally right now. You demand. Dan demand over here. You got it. Yeah. All right. So, as always, have fun. Be safe. Peace. listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media the pfpn hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com thanks for listening